the point of this webinar is for us to show you guys and for you to be thinking about how can I maximize my sales on Facebook in Q4. With Q4, we all know that it's probably going to be one of the best sort of sales seasons for you historically. With everything going on, we think that even now with people are buying online, it's going to be even bigger. So how do we prepare for it? How do we think about it? And of course, how should we be thinking about it with all the sort of new updates to privacy, to tracking, to Facebook, and again, every single update that's happening throughout the world. Well, let's get started. I want to show you guys a case study of a brand that we worked with, Porter Charge. Kosh was working on this brand last year. This is something that's possible during Q4. And it's something that we want to make sure you guys see that if you're really putting your efforts into what was working in Q1, Q2, Q3, we really see a lot of momentum on Q4. So for this company, Porter Charge, we saw that we generated about $1.6 million in Q4. For them, it was a great month. And even for them, something that was unexpected was that they just ran out of inventory. And that's something that we want to be thinking about for any brand that we're going in for Q4 is how much inventory you have right now. And something to be thinking about right now is you guys are probably hearing it a lot, especially out people out in the West Coast. There's a lot of containers out there that are just stuck in the ocean because they're not going into the port. If you have a product that you are importing and you expect to sort of be bringing in, be thinking about, should you be doing air freight or should we doing boat? Because we're seeing a lot of delays in uh, just people getting inventory to their products. So here's what we're seeing in for Porter Charge. Again, we spent 270K in November. We spent about 580K in, in December. And in total, we generated about $1.6 million in revenue for them. I'll send you guys the slides later on, but this is sort of like a, a deeper breakdown of how we did it and some of the, the two months that really led up to that. That's sort of like a quick case study for you guys to take a look at. So here's the agenda, how to navigate into Q4. Clearly, we're going to talk about iOS 14 slash iOS 15 tracking, how to successfully convert creators into revenue, talk about landing pages, a big thing here. And then again, you know, some sort of questions that we might have that I think would be helpful for you guys to sort of navigate Q4. Let's talk about the important periods that we think about here at Boy Media about Q4. For us, it's period one, period two, three, and four. And usually the way we think about it is period one is between Halloween and pre-Black Friday. So usually October 1st to November 3rd. Period two, we consider that to be Black Friday to Thanksgiving week, which is November 23rd to December. And then period three is we consider like the pre-holiday, December 3rd to December 18th. And then period four, what we call Q5, which is the Christmas holidays, which is December 19th to January 1st. Well, the way you want to be thinking about it is for period one, which is Halloween and pre-Black Friday, is audience preparations, optimizations, and testing. How you should be thinking about creative-wise and also how you should be thinking about promo-wise that you want to be doing for your website and for your media buyers that you're working with. So period two, which is like Black Friday to Thanksgiving week, here's really where you want to be scaling your biggest offers, which is probably like going to be the biggest discount you have, the best shipping option you have. And again, the best sort of bundle that you might have. That way people can get it in time for the holiday. And that's something that's so important because even for us here, we still see this week to be kind of when people have money, at least in the mindset of buying something online. And then you have period three, again, which is pre-holiday, December 3rd to 18th. This is even more urgency. And here, when we're thinking about creatives, concepts, bundles, and offers, it's going to be about what we consider like true urgency. We actually need to get this shipped to you or else you're not going to get it on time. And that's something that you should be relaying that into your ads and creatives or on your websites with your banners that's saying, if we don't get this before Friday, it's not going to ship on time. And again, we've seen it before where 
people just get really upset if the items don't arrive on Christmas. And then that's going to lead to headaches for your brand, such as returns and refunds and people just being pissed off. Really make this about true urgency and uh, actually show your true cutoff dates. And then you also have Q5, which is December 19th to January 1st. By this time, most likely the products won't arrive on time for Christmas unless you have crazy one or two day shipping, which is great. But then what you do have is people have money from gift cards, from anything online now from their parents buying them things. So this is where you can come in and show them ads for, you know, after holidays. And usually we see lower CPMs here. Of course, depends on the product. If you're into like the fitness and sort of like new year, new me, it's actually much higher. Any questions there? So if any questions, just let me know. So period one, like I said, for this one, here's how you should be thinking about it. It's keep running purchase conversion. Even for any sort of holiday, we still want to be doing purchase conversion campaigns. And again, you also want to be thinking about building up your email list, early deals, lead magnets, opt-ins, giveaways, something to tell customers, hey, look, we have a thing happening for Black Friday or for the season, come by. And the reason why I think building up your email list and thinking about just sort of building audiences is important is because people are inherently not really going to buy because they know that your brand is going to give them a discount. Even if you give them the small one, they're going to be waiting for this period of time. So we typically see like a sales slump and then it picks up because people are just waiting. Even if you talk to your friends, you can ask them like, oh yeah, I'm like waiting for the deal because I know this company is going to have a promotion. So this is why it's kind of like a, a month where you have to manage expectations. But again, what can you do to continue running ad spend? That way you're continually building like lookalike audiences, have your brand be uh, top of mind when they're ready to buy. That's something to be thinking about there too. For period two, Black Friday, Thanksgiving week, again, you know that people are ready to buy. Focus on the sales, really focus on what is that promo that you're running and make it really prominent. With Facebook now, there's no 20% rule. So just make the promo a big part of it. Again, this also is in line with any sort of email marketing that you're doing. It's going to be a time where people are going to be blasting promotions, blasting emails. I remember last year, people were doing early Black Friday, almost two weeks before Black Friday. If you're a brand, I think you should be thinking about it. Every brand is now doing Black Fridays or promo weeks earlier and earlier. And the way I think about it is that, like, for example, I have a brother, Edwin, and if I'm going to buy him something for Black Friday or Christmas, I'm only going to buy him one thing. You should probably get in front of me earlier while I have the money and the mindset that I need to buy him. I'm not going to be buying Edwin five things. Once you sort of get that purchase, then you're out of luck because that's, remember, like everybody usually has potentially one mother, one father. So that's something you should be thinking about. That's why people are sending the promotions earlier and earlier. Again, make it super easy to get discounts. For this one too, guys, when we say like make it super easy to get discounts is in your email list and in your URLs, Shopify has pre-built coupon URLs where you can send it to somebody and automatically the discounts applied. Something that we see is sometimes people say, hey, type in this code at checkout. I always think, why are you making the customer do more work when you can do a pre-filled URL that automatically applies a discount? And then that will reduce your headache as in customers emailing you saying, my coupon wasn't applied. Can you now do a 10% discount that you promised me? Just make it super easy. And if you can't do it, just email me, email one of the strategists you might have in your team, and we'll show you how to do it. It's super simple and it's going to definitely help you guys get more customers. And again, here, 25% off is a big one that we see people do. So something to consider. Period three, pre-holidays. Here's different type of offers that you should be thinking about. Buy one, get one, really good. Reason why I like buy one, get one is essentially, it's just 50% off if you really think about it because it's buy one, get one. But, but buy one, get one helps you move your inventory. Again, going back with your inventory, if you have inventory that you need to sell out, buy one, get one is actually a great offer. That way you can move it out of your warehouse. Sometimes it's actually better, at least for now, I was running my own e-commerce companies. You just have so much inventory that 
during Q4, for example, Amazon FBA charges you more to have it in the warehouse. So you just want to move it out of the warehouse. That way you're not paying these storage fees. So that's why buy one, get one is actually a great deal. So you can just move things out of the inventory versus just doing 50% off one product. Another one that's great is if you have a lot of inventory is mystery bundles. People like doing this type of stuff where they will just say, if you pay 30 bucks, we'll send you $50 worth of goods. And then you can use this as a way to move inventory out of your warehouse and get people products that they might like and at least use it as a quick upsell. Another thing here is family packs and giftability angles. This is for your family. It works really well when you have, for example, we're talking about portage chargers and get a family pack for your family for the holidays. That way you each get one when you're hiking or going on a trip. Incentives to buy back again. This is a really good one that I'm seeing too is for every... If you spend 50 bucks, we'll give you $10 off after the holidays. That way you can come back and buy again. For this one, you might need to do find a Shopify app that does this, but it's a great one that I've seen work well to help promote and bring people back to your store after the promotions. Really big one is going to be urgency before last shipping date. I think this one's so important because it's actually a true cutoff date. I know every during the year runs promotions and promos and it's like, hey, last week, this weekend, it's a made up number, a made up day. Where for this, it's actually a holiday, the Christmas, it's actually a true cutoff date. And that's why it's super important to at least be running that. Michelle, I think asked on here, how can we avoid closing our Facebook accounts this quarter? I would say Facebook has been really strict lately with some accounts. And I know people are having issues with getting your accounts hacked. I think one of the biggest things that you can really think about here is making sure you update your passwords to your Facebook account, making sure you have two-factor authentication. And again, the biggest thing with any sort of Facebook closure is just make sure you're not running anything that's Facebook's deems not right. Health claims, all that type of stuff Facebook looks at. And the thing too is like Facebook doesn't even look at it. It's just like a machine that looks at it and they're going to pick up words and claims and medical. Really, they have like a library of medical terms. And if you have a ton of medical terms, they're going to flag it. So it's really a just, honestly, it's just about reading the guidelines that Facebook has and just really trying to have a great communication with them. I know for us, at least we have a rep and he's really helpful, but I know for other smaller brands that that's important too. Akash mentioned a great point here is during this time, you really want to have these promos and campaigns and images up in your ad manager. That way they're approved before you run the promo. The reason why is because Facebook employees go on holidays during this time, like anybody. And for us, it's actually the worst time to go on holidays because we're running promotions, you're a store owner, you want to make sure people are working, but Facebook has their employees go on holidays and then it takes longer to get ad approval. So you want your ads up. And that's why, at least for us here at Voy, we tell you guys, fill in your Q4 trackers ASAP. That way we can start creating ads and we can have them already loaded. That way we don't run into this issue. And it does happen where I remember last year, I think Akash, somebody had a promo the day of and it just didn't get approved until like the day after and the promotion was done. So then you just lose on a ton of sales. Period four is post-Christmas in the New Year's, December 19th to January 1st. Really great time to get people to come back to your store and buy again. The thing about this too is... It's great because people have money because they just got gifts or they didn't buy or in period three, they didn't buy the product that they wanted for their family member. And now they have to go and buy something because, you know, they just feel bad that they didn't get them a gift. So urgency before the last deal of the year. That's a great one. Clearance sale. One thing you'd be thinking about too is maybe some sort of for B2B brands, it's tax savings deals. Get in your tax savings deal, save some money here, buy your product for your employees, et cetera. And again, a really big one for fitness and health brands, it's going to be new year's resolutions, new year, new me. And that's a really big one. And for the fitness and health space, 
typically we see CPMs be a little bit higher just because everybody's pushing this angle. And big thing here is a question that we get, all, get asked all the time now is how does tracking look post iOS 14? One thing that we tell brands, it's don't expect to really find a solution that's going to bring you tracking back to how it was before iOS 14. This is something that I think people are looking for saying, I miss how Facebook was tracking before this. Can we go back there? That's almost impossible. Like no one can get you there. And the reason why is because Apple is just literally saying you're not getting the data. So no solution out there is actually going to give you back hundred percent, but we want to talk about things that can potentially get you there. Here's how we think about it at Voy. We have voice smart analytics, something that we've been developing internally Eve is on the call. She's been working with partners to get this up and running for them. She's been really spearheading this in the data team to get this going for us at Voy and the clients. So any questions about what I talk about, feel free to reach out to me, myself or to Eve and she can help you. Another one that we're seeing too is MER, marketing efficiency ratio, and of course, external tracking. So let's just go over some of these things here and then we see, see how we're thinking about it here. For Voy, we have something called Voy Smart Analytics. And really the basis of this is making sure your Google Analytics is properly set up. And the reason why we want to know as much data as we can in Google Analytics, at least with the new GA4, I think it's called, which is it has a lot more tracking internally for us to see. And of course, the way we're setting it up too is also with the conversion API. That way we can pass in the true data from Shopify sales to the GA at the same time connected with the Facebook account that way we can potentially see all the revenue and data coming in. And again, this is just a quick overview of this. This is actually 20 slides that Eve has, but really for us, it's about making sure that we have everything configured properly, such as the funnel, the e-commerce data, the UTM parameters, the tracking, any ad ID, and then of course, making sure we have alerts set up for you when we're seeing some sort of changes. And the reason why we have that is because we want to at least be alerted when, you know, let's say your revenue's down, revenue's up. That means, hey, something's happening really well. Let's go to Facebook and maybe potentially see what's Facebook saying. Another big thing too is making sure that we're properly tagging your channels in GA. That way it gives us a better insight. Some of these channels, of course, are going to be organic search, branded paid search, generic paid search, paid search, such as Google ads, Bing ads. Facebook ads, and again, paid social, affiliate, email marketing, referral. And again, this gets a little bit more complicated as you're sort of spending more money and you're also using more channels. So this is a way that we've done it and working with partners to get this working. The next thing that most brands are doing and something that we've talked to brands as well is just MER, which is marketing efficiency ratio, which is just revenue divided by ad spend. I think it's helpful because it sort of helps you see overall, are you profitable on your business. And again, this is a very simple formula. For example, this is kind of how it was before and how people were thinking about it. So I'll give you guys the before and after. In Shopify, you have $1,000 in sales and then you spent $500 in ad spend. Your ROAS would be 2X, right? And this is free iOS 14. Like, okay, great. This is exactly one-to-one -one tracking and you know that's how it worked. But something that we're seeing now is Facebook isn't giving us the actual platform performance and we can't actually see this data in there, we really want to rely on what Shopify says. For another example would be kind of like how you want to think about it. It's like, what is now your overall performance? So now we have $2,000 in total Shopify sales. We still spent 500 bucks. Now your MER is 4X. So it's just 2,000 by 500. That's kind of how you're thinking about it. And really it's because now Facebook has just even said, we know we're missing data. You need to use other ways to track it. And so MERs, MER is actually something that people have been doing before iOS. 14, Facebook just made it a thing that wasn't part of the conversation. So now it's becoming a part of conversation again. And it's kind of how brands are measuring their performance pre-Facebook.
So next thing I want to talk about is external tracking. This is something that we're seeing a lot here at Voy. We're also doing this too, which is using something like HIROs or Wiki reports. The reason why these sort of traffic sources, these sort of external tracking platforms work really well is because what they're doing is they're essentially tagging every single platform, every single ad you have, they're tagging every single URL you have with some sort of a unique parameter and then showing it, then trying to attribute it as close as possible as they can to the platform that first clicked on it. This is also much more accurate than not using it. But again, it's not 100% accurate as before iOS 14 because stuff still gets lost. For example, I know if I click on a link and then I'll share it, I'll sometimes remove the UTM parameters just to make it a clean link. And I know people do that, but then that sale could have came from that ad that I saw. So that's something to be thinking about too. But again, Hyros actually helps a lot with the tracking the data. And the reason why, at least for us here, we like Hyros is because they have a Chrome extension that you can sort of see this data inside your ads manager versus let's say you're using something like just Google Analytics, you're going to have to go to Google Analytics and then somehow go back to Facebook and switch screens with Hyros, at least for us we're seeing the data here and we can make decisions in the ads manager platform still. So today is September 22nd and Facebook just released this saying that they're seeing that platform performance is going down. I'll send you guys the link, but they said that they know that about 15 to 20% of the data is missing from them. And they're saying that they're underreporting. So that's why using another external platform is actually important. And even here, Facebook is also saying, consider all the tools available. You want to consider using essentially external tools that might be helping with this unreporting. So that's why something like HIROs or Wiki Reports is going to be useful for you guys. And again, this is all a way for you to get more insights into what's actually happening because no solution out there is going to be 100% bulletproof as it was before. Let me talk about Q4 creatives here. So here's the creatives and timelines that we're thinking about here for Envoy. Again, Period one is your ad creative doesn't really need to be holiday focused yet. You can really focus on prospecting with creatives that you've seen work previously. And again, coming up with new concepts and ideas. And for period two, really the creatives now should be about promoting the sale that you have going on. Use loud holiday themed creatives. You're going to be in competition with other promos. So you want to use as much real estate as possible. Make the numbers really big. Of course, it's going to be like Halloween. It's going to be Christmas. It's going to be Thanksgiving. Use those holiday assets that people are going to be used to. Everybody knows that right now, Starbucks is always promoting their hall promotion, which is pumpkin spice latte. But yeah, they still use all the assets and creatives that people are going to resonate because that's the mood and they're feeling that, that people are in. So you might as well do that. Like I've seen brands sometimes not use that stuff. And I'm like, well, people are thinking about turkeys for Thanksgiving. So we should use a turkey. So anyways, just something to think about is use those assets that people are thinking about. Like use pumpkins, use candles, use scarecrows, et cetera. Snowman. Period three, get in time for the holidays. Should we focus on giftability and last minute shopping? And again, going back to what Akash said, by this time, you should have all your ads in the platform. That way they're approved and you can just turn them on and start going and, and scaling them. Period four, we call Q5, kind of be thinking about the trends that you know you want to be having bundled offers, open box sales, clean up inventory, and then Christmas money. So those are sort of keywords or angles that you could be thinking about for your Q5 creatives. Um, and again, now we'll just sort of show you some examples that we've done. That way you can see some ideas. And if you guys want to do some of this, talk to your strategists, talk to your art directors, and we can also do them for you as well. Here's something that we did for GoSun. And you could see it's up to 20% off. And in this creative here, you could see that we use candy cane and then we also use snow. But I'll play it real quick. 
with this creative, it's awesome. It says three days left, but I know Akash, you ran one that says two days left, one day left. So you can reuse this and really load it up and have a sequential ad that people can see. Here's other ones that we've done before too, that look something like this. This is for the carousel ad for GoSun. Here's another one that shows two different offers. One is your offers here, claim now. Again, going back to what we said before, we use this one, the left side for two campaigns. One is took them to a landing page that had the promo there. And then another one was for email building and relief, maybe Akash, to sort of get more customers or emails and at least get them there. And then here's another one that we liked was more like out of the box thinking. This worked really well. So we wanted to show you guys, sometimes the creatives you want to run are just, they don't need to be exactly everything that you see. You could be thinking about out of the box campaigns. So for Lacoste, here's the campaigns that we ran for them. Again, for Lacoste, very branded for them. Style on sale now, very easy promo. And then here's another one that we ran for them for their gifts, gifts for him. And it's showing people different products that they have and then taking them to the gift planning page. Here's another one that we ran for Smoke Away. This product is like in, is in that health and fitness angle. So what we went for them is we went with an ad that looked like an article. The top one thing to do in 2021, which is quit smoking. So you could see that we ran this as a way to say, hey, look, new year, new me. Here's how you should be doing it and thinking about it. And it looked like an article. And then here's another video ad that we ran for them as well. And then that worked really well too. So here's another creative that we did for paw.com. We had a new year sale for them. So new year sale up to 70% off. And then we showed the pups in the blankets. And again, very holiday themed ones. And here's another one. Yep. And if you look at this creative that we ran for paw.com, one thing to be thinking about is this is an ad that we previously ran. And then we just added the sort of holiday flair to it. As you can see, we just added the snow. So it's very simple to do and then uh, get it into like a quote unquote holiday themed. So for creatives, here's kind of like how we want to be thinking about it is you, at least for, you know, we've seen some companies right now start shooting new raw images. That way you have a lot of content to play with start shooting new raw footage. So that way you have a lot of content to play with for video ads. Start thinking about your style guide for the holiday. Are you going to show snow? Are you going to show snowmen? What is it that you're going to be doing for the holiday? And for some brands, there's a company called Shinesty. If you look at them, they're already running holiday ads right now. Their style guide right now is very holiday focused. So they're just doing everything about like cutting trees with their products. Another one to be thinking about too is going to be user-generated content. So get people that can make you video ads with like, you know, Christmas hats on or, you know, doing something festive that way you could do that. And again, be thinking about Instagram and story ads as those are still performing really well for us and something that you should be taking advantage. Again, you know, for your creative photo shoots and video creatives, you really want to be thinking about what were your past creatives and angles that have worked before previously. Try to think about three to five different angles for that offer. Focus on eye-catching product shots that are one by one, still working well, or nine by 16 for Instagram story ads. Getting a lot of UGC content, you know, making them to holiday theme assets. And again, biggest thing for this sort of promotion for Q4 is keep your messaging clear and simple and make your promo like people get it. Don't make it like, you know, buy one if you, you know, put this item in the cart and also that item in the cart. 
make your messaging very clear and simple. So that's something to be thinking about. And again, if you guys are looking for creatives, we can do some too. So here's like a, a, a video reel of some stuff that we've done. Yeah, so there's some stuff we could do. Like if you're looking for photo shoots or video shoots, you can see some of the multi-talented people that we have here at Void Media. Andrew's here, Eve's there. You know, she helps the company and she's also a part-time photographer. So another thing too, that we wanna be thinking about with UGC content, just because it's something that people talk about a lot and it's something that we mention a lot too, is you really wanna be thinking about creating like some really emotional connection with your audience with UGC. You really want to at least try to make it authentic and real, even if it's something that you've paid to get something done. I've seen ads and you know many people have seen ads where you look at the image and you're like, this is so scripted. And you wanna make it real. Look at a movie, it seems real because the actors are actually really good. So you wanna find these people that are actually good, not just people that say, I can make you an ad and, and then it looks terrible. Well, the best ones for UGC are always gonna be your customers. And one way that I think we've done it here when I was running Mont, we would email people after they purchased to just give us honest feedback on the product. And we would tell them, hey, we'd love for you to make it a video. When you have the video, just email it to me. And then that would actually look really good. Again, it wasn't the best looking video sometimes, but at least it was authentic. And then we were able to use it and chop it up with other content that was slightly better but at least you got something that's authentic versus someone shooting in a perfect room. And again, you can get those content. You can get those contents that looks really good, but just something to be thinking about. There's so many ways to get real emotional content and just make it a part of like your process with your brand. One more question. So Naveen, will you be focusing on YouTube for Q4? In this presentation, we don't have any YouTube stuff, but a lot of the examples and ideas here, you can apply this to YouTube as well. YouTube is another platform that is massive. You could be thinking about the content creatives there as the same way that you would do it here for the Facebook video ads. You just need to be doing a different sort of format. Next tech we're going to talk about is landing pages for higher conversion rate and obviously average order value. You get your website prepared. You want to make landing pages for direct response, holiday themes, and lead generations. As you're sort of scaling and as you're fighting this thing with Facebook and attribution and tracking and with just people spending more money online with the whole COVID thing and people just going online, you're going to actually have to do things a little bit differently. And we're still seeing landing pages do really well because they're so tailored to the messaging that you're advertising online. Where before it was slightly different and you didn't really think about it too much. As time has gone on, we're realizing that having great landing pages actually helps. Something to really be thinking about. And again, one thing to be thinking about too, people think landing pages are super hard to make, but there's so many platforms out there that is essentially drag and drop. Maybe five years ago it was very difficult, but now with all the upcoming tech, it's just super simple to get a landing page up and to test and then to iterate on that. For landing pages, here's some recommendations. The best landing page can take someone who's never heard of product or brand and push them through the entire funnel in one step. Really showing them why they need your product, the benefits, what they get out of it, how to improve their lives, and why it's better than other product that might be doing the same thing. I think this is really important for people to understand is sometimes when you go to a website and you don't know about the product, you're potentially just looking at the product page, which is people call the PDP page. And the product page just has what? The images 
and then also has the price and then maybe some sort of description. Most people think that I'm going to, you're going to spend time browsing the website. I'm not going to click on the about page. I'm not going to click on the FAQ page. I'm not going to click on what your ethos is or why you're doing this. Some people might, but most people will look at the product and the pricing and be like, oh, this is too expensive. Let me go click back and go to Facebook or go to YouTube. With a landing page, all those steps that I just said about FAQ, why you should buy this product, comparison to other brands, really, you should be thinking about that and putting that into one page that doesn't necessarily also show the price right above the fold, because you really want to educate them and show people why your product's slightly different than somebody else or another company out there. And then at the end, show them the price after they've been educated. And that's sort of how I like to think about any pages. It's like a super obvious product that people will compare, obviously. For your Q4, really something to be thinking about is optimize your website, send traffic to your best sellers page. You should be having this on Shopify. Super simple to have product pages, collection pages, bundle pages, and of course, holiday pages. Let me show you some examples here and some ways to be thinking about landing pages. Going back to Porter Charge, what we did for them was we created a landing page that had bundles. So they sell phone charger. One phone charger was $39.95. That's typically what most people do is they just have the one item and then they have like a drop down that says, if you want, pick two. If you want, pick three. What we're seeing helps conversion rate is actually just showing the bundles as a way with a one-click sort of checkout with like add to cart. And Akash is on the call right now. He can attest to this, that the two-pack and the four-pack was what people were picking the most because it was just so easy to see the offer and the deal. And you didn't have to do any upfront work. You didn't have to select the drop down. You didn't have to select anything. One thing people don't realize is that you can actually visualize it now, how many they're getting, where just one, and then you say pick two. Usually the images don't update, but with this, you could see, okay, I'm actually getting four things. And you can actually see that you're going to own four things. So it's one of those subtle things that helps with uh, conversion rates. Another one here is a landing page that we like doing. We did this one for SIQ basketball. Again, for SIQ, we made a long-form advertorial. Again, long-form advertorials work really well because this is a product that people didn't really know what it was. And again, the brand was unknown. So you want to educate the person before they buy the product. And you can see that this is the top half. And then this is actually the full landing page. You can see it's really long and we have the price, the buy now button all the way at the bottom here after they've read why you should buy this product. We tested the price up higher and actually performed worse because people were just clicking on it and saying, okay, this is too expensive. I'm going to go back. But as we moved it down, it performed slightly better. Here's another one for paw.com. We have like a 7% off with your promo code holiday. We have very simple reviews and testimonials. And then we have the best line products. If you have best line products, you want to make sure you show those upfront. That way people can buy those. And then again, here's the full landing page. For a landing page, the process is typically define your goal. What do you want to do? It's going to be like a best selling page. It's going to be like an advertorial. Understand the structure of your landing page. For landing pages, remember, you really just want people to buy. So don't be thinking about your header, your navigation. Even with landing pages, you can make it slightly different than your website because you don't need to really, you don't want them to click around. You want them to just go from the landing page to the checkout button and that's it. So you can really play around with it. And that's really understanding the structure of your landing page, creating a narrative with your landing page, optimizing the copy, understanding the copy and the promotion to offer is so important here, working the visual content, making sure it looks pretty, making sure it looks good. And then again, coding the landing page for desktop and mobile. You can potentially get away with maybe just mobile, a lot of traffic just mobile days, but again, it's always best practice to do both. If you're looking for landing pages, we can help with that as well. Last part, some tips that I've seen throughout my time working with brands and just like my own stuff, at least for the holidays, potentially having a live chat works really well 
having a live chat is important because people are going to have questions about promotions that you're running. When does this promo end? When does it start? Previous customer, does it work for me? Sometimes having somebody on staff to just sort of answer these questions quickly can help. You can say, hey, look, if you buy right now, you know, I can give you an extra 2% off. Making sure you have a quick available email. You can use any sort of email platform for customer support. And a really big one that I think, even if you don't do this throughout the year, potentially having a phone system that you can pick up, something like a grasshopper, that you can get questions there and again, take orders over the phone. So that's something to be thinking about too. And another one here that I wrote is include coupon codes and agent signatures. That way, you know, potentially if they email you guys, they can use that code. Going back to customer service is sometimes having canned responses. It helps how fast do you ship? Maybe two, three day shipping or like expedited shipping. How do my return works? This is something that we see a lot during the holidays. When can I actually return it? Typically, after the holidays, most brands don't accept returns. So you can make that very clear. And then again, the biggest one is how do I apply a promo code? No matter how much you make it, things built in, you know, people always get kind of lost with that question. So Glenn asked for WordPress and WooCommerce. So are you talking about for tracking or for which part specifically? If you're using WordPress or WooCommerce, it's very similar to Shopify. For all the tracking, for all that stuff, you could still use WooCommerce and really you just need to find what plugins it is that you're looking for. So all this conversion API for the Google Analytics, WooCommerce has that all. So there's nothing wrong with using WooCommerce. For landing pages, typically we use Unbounce. So with any sort of platform that you have, you can just connect to that subdomain and then that should be fine because it doesn't matter what platform we're using. Yeah. So with Unbounce, you can create different landing pages with the headers and stuff like that. Alex has a question. Do you advise to show pricing halfway through the sales page? With this, I typically advise people to show the pricing halfway through the sales page if you think it's going to help your case. Sometimes it's worth not showing it until the bottom. And again, this is just a test that you need to run. One thing that you want to be doing is just do an A-B test. If you're using something like Unbounce, that's what makes Unbounce really great is because you can just duplicate the page and then you can move that block to the middle or to the bottom. So for example, I've seen some products are just $19.99 only show the pricing all at the bottom after someone has read the full sales page, which could be 3000 words. You would think it's counterintuitive that the cheaper it is, the higher you want, but sometimes because it's cheaper, you have more objections because it's just don't really need this, but you need to get convinced even more. And then sometimes it's more expensive. You can say, yep, I really need this. And you don't need too much convincing. It's kind of weird how that works. Another question is, how do you plan for inventory levels in Q4 for a new business? So this is a great question. I ran into this question too, when I was doing Montana, when I was doing Chester and Wilson was doing his company, you kind of just guess it's, it's hard to know what you're going to sell or not sell. And you sort of, you might just end up with too much or too little. And that's the thing that you just never know because it's going to be your full year in business and you don't know what the demand is yet. The best outcome that you could potentially have is that you sell out and then you've made, quote unquote miss sales. That way you can at least say like, okay, great. Now I know what to expect next year. I think the worst outcome is when you kind of order too much because now you're like, oh crap, I'm stuck with inventory that I need to somehow sell. And then you, then again, you have to think about all the marketing angles to get people to buy. Another question from Nathan, when should you as a business or a media buyer have the info on inventory? So that way you compare how much you're selling. Okay. Ideally, I think if you're a brand owner, you want to know, at least for if you're working with an agency or working with any sort of partner, I think you should tell them by October 
or maybe middle of November, what is your current inventory level? And so have some sort of like update in real time with your partners to let them know, like we have 3000 units, we have 5,000 units. We actually need to move this ideally by this week, we're going to move a thousand. So the sooner you can tell your partners, the better. You also want to be talking to your partners about what is the lead time if any delays are happening. And something that we're seeing too is any delays the shipping that you can let us know because if you have delays in shipping, we traditionally see sometimes people start complaining in the Facebook ads and then you need to go in there and respond to the comments saying, hey, I ordered this and it arrived. And you can see sort of your ad performance go down. What products historically perform well during Q4 and which do not? That's a great question. During Q4, products that I see do well, giftable products, items that you don't really need to discover yourself as to why they work because you're going to hand it off to somebody else. So for example, products that aren't giftable are not going to be like a weight loss product because you're not going to give, here's a course on how to lose weight. That might be seen offensive. So historically, those don't do well as giftable products. That might be do well as I'll buy that for myself. Actually, jewelry does really well during Q4. It's something that we've seen. If your jewelry is unique, we've seen it work well. We worked with a brand in the jewelry space that only does pretty much promotions during Q4 because that's when they perform the best. It's something that you can give to people. It's something that you get yourself. I'm trying to think of other products that do well. Gadgets do well, like electronics are still doing well. Gift cards, of course, that's not really a gift, but it's an item people give away. So going back to your store on Shopify, you could potentially have a gift card section where people can buy a gift card and they can redeem it. I know for Montum, we did that during the holidays as well. And that worked really well where people just buy $100 gift card and they send someone the code. Last year, we worked with Cernucci and they did really well. Hip hop jewelry uh, during Q4. So a lot of people were buying that for themselves and for other people as well. Any other questions, feel free to email me, Kevin at Boy Media, or reach out to anybody on the team. They can definitely help you out or reach out to one of the partners that you have your strategist on your team and they can help you with anything. This is recorded. So I'll send it to you guys so you can watch. Talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.